a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Casal Cafecito, the podcast where we talk all things culture. I am Joel Caranas. And I'm Yvette Cruz. Thanks for joining us today. In this episode, we're talking about Facebook's timelines change, as well as screen time, mental health menace, or scapegoat. But before we do that, let me get you our social media information. If you're not already, please follow us on Twitter. We're at KSL Cafecito. And then I'm at Evie Cruz. And I'm at Shuel Caranas. And we're also on Facebook, KSL Cafecito. So make sure you like and uh, tell your friends and your family to like us too. Yeah, definitely. No. Okay, let's get started. So Facebook, some people may have noticed a shift on their Facebook timelines and what they're seeing in the posts and who they're coming from. And the reason for that is that Facebook recently announced that they were changing what its users are going to see to highlight posts that they are more likely to engage with. And they want to make sure that the time that is being spent on Facebook is more meaningful for people. So I think it's coming, well, it is coming from, I should say, Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook. Every year he um, he does this uh like a personal goal for himself. He sets a, a challenge and he's been doing this since 2009. So his challenge for 2018 was to make Facebook better, to improve it. And so he's saying that Facebook has uh, been toxic for a lot of people and people spend too much time on it. And there's just a lot of negative energy. And a lot of it is coming from news, he says, like news, the, the news that people are seeing and people are sharing because horrible things are happening in this world sometimes. And that's just how it is. So people are sharing that. And some people are sharing, unfortunately, fake. Exactly. News. Yes. And so and some people are not recognizing that something is fake right. news. And then they're also sharing it. And so it's kind of a mess. If you're on Facebook, you uh, oh, yeah. probably know that. <laughs> But um, it's it's a big Facebook shift because, Shul, if you remember, Facebook a long time ago was one, it was chronological. Yes. So oh, I um, miss those days. Yes, me too. <laughs> when I knew when, what I, where I ended off in my scrolling. Absolutely. And then Facebook, and also Facebook was just between people. So you just yes. had um, your friends and your family and you just saw what they were posting. And that, that was it. There wasn't, it was just words and pictures yeah and, i mean there know. were ads but it wasn't right. a, it wasn't as bad it, and, and b, you know so there was news but it wasn't like kind of the bombardment that you get right. nowadays yeah and so so now what they're doing so, so okay so i should i should go back a little bit so now with facebook after all that changed it's, facebook has changed a lot over the years but now you've got pages that you follow so you choose whether you're following the new york times or cnn or refinery 29 or whatever you choose what you're following. And so you choose kind of what you're seeing. And I kind of did notice a while back that a lot of, I mean, I also, I'm a journalist, so I follow a lot of news accounts other than, you know, my friends and family. So of course that's what I'm going to see. But now they're getting rid of that. 
And um, well, they're not getting rid of it completely, but they're trying to make sure that you don't see it as often because they're saying even though even though people read articles or share them, or whatever, it's just not they're not interacting with it as much as you would interact with someone who just bought a home and posted it on Facebook. And you're like, hey, congratulations and whatever. And now, oh, by the way, now when you say congratulations on a post, do you see the little confetti pop up? Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> see, thanks, Facebook. That's nice. There yeah, that makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Shua, I kind of wanted to start this conversation by asking you, what pages do you follow? With, mm-hmm. You know, with, whether it be news or whatever, what pages do you follow, and how do you see yourself affected by this um, great Facebook shift? I'll say. Well, for me, uh, like you, like you said, you follow a lot of news. I follow a lot of news as well, so I'll follow everything from USA Today to the Times to things like that. And even as a journalist. Does it sometimes get a little bit too much? I think with anything, yes, of course. Because for me, kind of like what you said, the reason I opened up a Facebook account was, well, A, because, you know, my friends were there, but also it was kind of an escape. It was mm-hmm. kind of just, let's get away. Let me get away. Let me see what people are doing. Let me see kind of one of ridiculousness that people are putting on the posts and things like that. And little by little, news came in. Part of it was my own doing because I began following more news pages and I began to see that. But then, and this is not, I want to tell the listener as well, this is not something just based off a year and a half ago or these last two years of this whole fake news and things like that. This has been over the years as well that has been growing more with uh, putting in news stories and things like that. Have we seen an increase? Yes, we've seen an increase in the past year and a half. And there's different reasons that I'm sure a lot of you know why, because that had happened. Uh, but for me... Uh, <sighs> The, the thrill of Facebook in the sense of going and seeing what's going on has been gone for a while, for me at least. That's just personally, mm-hmm. just because there is a lot of news. And while I do, and I know I sound like I'm contradicting myself, while I do want to get some information, I didn't necessarily want it to come from Facebook. And then the thing that I think Zuckerberg and other people have hit on, and I know I recently went to a little workshop and they talked about this, is the fact that now with these uh, shifts in Facebook, that we're just going to see now if it's news, it's going to come from friends or whatnot, and then you won't be as bombarded with it. But still, a lot of people are sharing what is fake news, what is what's things like that. So I don't know how I feel because for me, I want to see the finished product. I want to see how it actually looks. I want to see actually when it even really starts. Is it well, starting now? Yeah, it's supposed to have started already. I mean, I, I still don't see it. That's just me. Go, I'm going to go to my Facebook page mm. right now. You can do the same and just mm. tell me what you're seeing. Like who, like if you're seeing more news, like, okay, first thing I'm seeing right now is a, co- a post, a video, Carlos, and then I'm seeing Rocio, um... Octavio, like I'm seeing, I'm seeing all friend stuff right now. Michelle, I, um, I'm seeing Devin, still a Chicago yeah, I, magazine. I, all right, I, there's the I, first sort of news. It's a video about a supersized burger. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing that I'm seeing is from uh, Electronic Arts. Um, so, okay. and then I see an ad because why not? Then I do see Devin. Then I see yeah, I see I a have few we friends. Are me too. Yeah, then I but see, but I'm uh, not seeing like. L.A. Times, New York Times, CNN, Chicago Tribune. Yeah. I'm not seeing any of that so far. Even our own site. Okay, there's a post. But the sponsored post by KSL.com. Mm-hmm. But I'm not seeing... Yeah, it's for me, it's already changed. Like, I'm already seeing a lot of just friends stuff. I'm Okay, so there's something by Refinery29, a Bruno Mars video, loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so BuzzFeed. I'm seeing a little bit less now that you're pointing it out. There are... There one just popped up, but... How do you okay? So how do you how did you feel before? Like, did you did you personally feel bombarded by news? 
Uh, I, I felt bombarded by news, but not because of the sites, not because of CNN's post or the Washington, t- uh-huh. you know, nothing like that. It was because people were sharing it. Now, okay. obviously, we can't control that. Yeah. I think what Facebook might be, what might have been worried, the people I should say at Facebook might have been worried at us as well as with everything that happened, especially last year and the year before that with the whole fake news mm-hmm. and, and, and them possibly being hacked and being filtered out these, yeah. these stories or whatnot. I'm sure, and they knew this, and I think maybe the public is now realizing more the significance and the importance of our timeline. Like our timeline, really, that's where we're getting, and yeah. not just Facebook. I mean, it's Instagram, it's Twitter. Like our timeline is dictating at times, you know, what yeah. we what we are supporting and what not supporting. Because if three friends or four friends are supporting something that's, I don't know, Refinery29 is doing and whatnot, uh-huh. there's a good chance that somebody might lean towards that, whether it's you, whether it's whoever, they might consider that if they see, well, four or five of these people are sharing this. Or if I got one friend that is consistently sharing this information from this site, there could be a good possibility that this person might lean and say, hey, you know what? Let me check this out at least. You know, maybe they won't agree with it, but at least. So that influence is huge on the timelines. So I am glad that they're changing things up, that they're adjusting it to make it kind of be what the Facebook or Facebook before. should be. Yeah. Well, and also I think Facebook is used differently by different people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I follow a lot of news accounts and um, not even news, but just some um, content accounts, like things that I think will be funny, especially like things like Pero Like or We Are Me Too that are <laughs> just sharing funny stuff about what it means to like grow up Hispanic or whatever. So it's not just it's, it's content for me. But f- Facebook, like if I want news, and this is my personal choice, I'll go to Twitter. Because I think I'm going to get it there faster. And I think I follow more news accounts on Twitter than I do, like, people that I actually know. Um, And then on Facebook, I think I still, yes, I follow a lot of news and content accounts, whatever. But I still have more Facebook friends than than the news or the content that I'm getting. So for me, Facebook is more of a, like, a a familial thing, I guess, a familiar thing, I guess. Um, It has changed over the years because, yeah, I think I don't think I was bombarded by news, but I think I at some point I'm like, I'm not seeing anything by anybody, by anybody that I know. I'm just seeing a bunch of stuff being shared by these organizations. And then I wasn't upset about it because if I really want to know what's going on, like I can go to someone's specific page. I I don't know. It's a weird algorithm. I don't know how because I said, like, like I said before, Facebook used to be chronological. And so that's how it dictated what you were seeing. Now it's some weird algorithm. And I don't know how it dictates what you're seeing, because sometimes I see posts by people that I'm like, Oh, I haven't thought about you forever. Do you think Facebook did that just so they can keep, the person longer in the page as well because oh like you have to keep strolling i yeah. don't know maybe but sometimes if i get tired i'm just like, okay whatever i've scrolled for a few minutes now i'm good mm-hmm. I've, I've gotten i've soaked in what i need to soak right. in for the day i'm caught up on so-and-so's life <laughs> and that's that like i don't i don't know i think i just think it's it's different for everybody i'll definitely say that um another thing that i thought was kind of interesting about this was sometimes people are sharing news and or just stuff that's going on within your, your community or whatever. And you're seeing that because you're friends with a person and they're sharing it. Now, if you. OK, okay let me tra- backtrack a little bit again. So now Facebook is try- just trying to make sure people are interacting more. So I don't know that they're going to keep showing like if someone, you know, shares a story and not like a news organization. I don't know if that's still going to pop up as high. I think you're uh. going to have to search for that. So what was Maybe good. I guess it depends on how you look at it. What was maybe good about that before was that you were kind of forced to see, like, to be exposed to different opinions than your own. Right. 
So whether I guess it depends on the person again, whether it was good or bad, because you could be one of those people that tries to understand other sides and tries to have compassion. And so you do like to hear what other people are saying. And maybe you have that conversation on Facebook or maybe you just know something a little bit more about someone. But some people did not like that because all they want to see is what they agree with. So this may go back to that and may like it may make it so people are again only seeing what they agree with do you think that is a good thing or bad thing or do you think people should be exposed to things that they don't necessarily agree with i i think uh the latter i think the latter i think people need to be open and people need to be exposed to differing differentiating opinions excuse me uh for obvious reasons. I mean, not everything that we believe, not everything that I believe is the truth. Not everything that I believe is, is necessarily in the sense of like, I'll do something simple. Like I love Barcelona. That doesn't mean that just like, okay, that's the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Well, sorry. Well, sorry. Let's talk about whatever. I'm kidding. Uh, But you know, I, or I like rap music. Uh Okay. So that's it. so so I don't want to be just bombarded with the things yeah, yeah now I do like it but so, there do, are so other... you do have friends on Facebook or you follow people who are Madrid fans uh, that, yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. no no I do have some friends oh, okay. who are who okay. are Madrid fans and they post stuff and that's fine okay. I have friends who like different kinds who okay. like rock music okay you know one of my one of my better friends he is huge rock mm-hmm. and not even just rock like current rock he is influenced by a lot was his dad so he likes like that 1970s rock okay you know and i see sometimes a lot of times so and so is coming and i'm like who i'm like or what year were they hmm. were they big in but you're being exposed but i'm being to exposed something to else that. okay when I, I went to this conference they made a uh, just kind of it's, it's stating the obvious but it's a good reminder it talked about social media and they were talking about how you know the significance of it and what people call it unfortunately or fortunately uh, is validation and how people they want to establish, they want to see things that validates what they believe in. And so that's why you'll see a yeah. lot of these posts from sometimes not legitimate sites yep. just get blown up. And we've seen even people get famous for yeah. not necessarily being a journalist or not being necessarily, they're just uh, pundits, I guess, if you will. Mm-hmm. And no offense or whatnot, but it's because he or she is validating the the belief of certain people and people feel very strongly on it whether it's religious whether it's political and i think we've seen especially over the last few years political i think that is a big influence on why facebook has begun to change it because of the political influence Uh, and but i do think that we need to have some sort of variety we need to have something that goes in and says you know what no there are other people here that that at least that believe this and you don't have to support it, but it's out here. You need to be aware that it's out here instead of just being in that tunnel zone of I believe this and that's it and that's and we're going there. Uh, am I wrong or, or what do you no, think? No, I think that makes sense. I When I look at my timeline and I think of the people that I follow that I'm friends with in real life and on Facebook, I, I don't see a lot of... Like I'm trying to think of something that makes me upset, you know, like I don't see someone that I because I, I think if, if their opinions were not just different than mine, I think, yes, we have different opinions. But if it's if it's something very, very negative, like something that I feel like like something that I feel strongly about, like racism, if they are if they're outright racist, then no, I'm, I don't even want to be friends with you in real life. So so I don't have that. And I think that's good. Like I'm, I'm exposing myself to different experiences. I have people who have on, on in, like, like I said, in real life and, and um, on Facebook, I have people who have different experiences than I do. And they're sharing their experiences. And I'm learning something more about them and about the world through what they're sharing, because we have different we're different people and we have different cultural experiences and just different um, experiences with education and experiences with family. And so I like learning that about people. And I like 
I mean, I'm friends with them, like I said, in real life, but I don't talk to them all day, every day. And I'm not going to because that's a lot of people and you're just not going to keep up with them. So Facebook, I guess, helps me when, you know, when I see more more posts from people that I know instead of organizations. Yes, it helps me get to know something about someone and about the world. Um, so I like that. I'm, I'm excited about that. But I also wonder with this whole change, I think it's, it's, it could be a good thing because of what I just said. You know, I'm going to get to see more of that. But sometimes Facebook is a tool for people. It helps them keep like it helps them learn something because um, you're, if you're following certain organizations or you're following people who follow certain organizations, trusted organizations, um, and they share something, boom, you just learned what's happening in another country or boom, you just learned what's happening in your own community. If, if you know, if you don't follow news, but someone else, you know, does and they're sharing like, you know, and like, let's say, I don't know, something big happened two blocks from where you live and they just shared it. You just learned that because they shared it. And so Facebook, a lot of the times is people sharing information, not just about themselves, but about what's happening. And I feel like Yes, I'm a little biased because I work for news, um, but I think it was it was starting conversations about things. They were like, "Hey, did you hear what happened here?" Yeah, and then it just started this conversation between people and like, "What if that would ever happen here?" Or how can we? What what can we do to change that? And and just knowing what's happening, just, or just knowing what's happening in your community. Did you hear about that robbery the other day? Yeah, I was I, I was there two hours before it happened. I can't believe it. But it's something you never would have known had someone not shared it on Facebook because you're not going to take the time to read it in the paper or read it online if you don't follow news. So I don't know. I I I feel like it's a good thing. But I feel like it's not per- it's not going to be perfect, and I don't know what is going to happen. I don't know if it's good or bad. I don't know if this will cause people to be on Facebook more or less. Um, Facebook did acknowledge that it may cause people to be on Facebook less, and they're okay with it. Um, I don't know how you feel about that. Do you think they'll be on Facebook more or less? Will you be on Facebook more or less? Does this even oh, affect— Oh, I'm hardly ever on Facebook, so okay. to me it's not— it's not so really this as relevant. Affect you as much. No, it doesn't. It's not as relevant to me. But uh, do I hope people? Honestly, I don't care. If people are more or less on Facebook. What I'm worried about is where are you getting your information? If you're getting your main information about news from Facebook, that's probably not a good thing. But if, no, unless but, you're going to like the CNN page or yeah, the but like Fox the, no. Page. But what I'm saying is those pages mm-hmm. like. The New York Times, like the Washington Post, they share information on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So maybe these people aren't physically going to these, you know, trusted websites or mm-hmm. trusted news organizations. But since they follow them on Facebook, they're getting it there. But didn't we mention that they we're going to see less of that? We're going to see just more of like people, friends and things like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, so you, OK. So sorry. So what you're saying is you're afraid that people are going to get information from just people sharing? Yeah. That oh, they're still gonna get, yeah. Oh, that, that, yeah. That's that's know. that's really is my concern. But other than that, I mean, it's looking good so far. I will say that yeah, uh, right. from at least from what kind of like doing that whole like the stroll thing. Yeah. Like it is looking good. It's looking kind of like still what? not chronological, but yeah. it's fine. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm over it clearly. <laughs> oh, Years <yes>. later. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. And so Twitter's still, I think Twitter's still the only one that's uh, chronological. Yeah, because right? Instagram just decided to give Yeah, Instagram. Ugh. Instagram. But Whatever. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a, that's that's a topic second. for another day. Yeah. Um, um, but like just to answer your question, yeah. um, I hope it gets better. Uh, what I just tell people, um, just be aware. Just be aware. Yeah. Make sure you're following the right people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Have smartphones destroyed a generation? That's the question posed by Jean Twigg, a professor of psychology at San Diego State University. It's part of her book called iGen. Uh, she argues in this book that those born after 1995 are 
quote, on the brink of a mental health crisis and believes it can be linked to growing up with their face pressed against the screen. So always staring uh, at the at first, you could say the computer screen, but now it's obviously the phone screen. And we see this all the time. That's, and it's not just people born after 1995. Anybody, especially who is uh, part of our generation of millennials yeah. are also stuck to their phones. They're staring at their phones. They're kind of just, they're living in the moment, but at the same time, they're living to capture the moment at the same, at the same time. And there are a few quotes also from, other people that are worried about this trend of just continuing to just stare at the phone and what it's doing to our mental health. So Melinda Gates, who is Bill Gates's wife, uh, she's a philanthropist. Uh, she had an interesting quote saying, I spent my career in technology. I wasn't prepared for its effect on my kids. So phones, yeah. yeah, she said that phones and apps aren't good or bad by themselves, but for adolescents who do not yet have the emotional tools to navigate life's complications and confusions, they can exac- exacerbate the difficulties of growing up. So this led me to think about just everything that's, yes, we have our phones and we love our phones, but have we become just so too dependent on the phones? So if I, I just want to start out with just a basic question like, okay. Do you agree with this this idea? And this article, by the way, is on KSL.com. Uh, it's via CNN. It's called Screen Time, Mental Health or Mental Health Menace or Scapegoats. Uh, it's very interesting and it's kind of worrisome about almost saying like we're becoming, I don't want to say zombie-like, but almost zombie-like, I guess, if you will, when it comes to, we have a routine now, everything from what we do with our phones and how it's almost it's almost natural and everything that we do is based on just kind of ducking down and seeing the screen and it's changed our lives there's a quote that has changed our lives but uh for not just for the worse for the better but uh how to improve those things and how to improve not being too dependent on the phone so i just want to get your opening thoughts on what do you think of this idea of being just so attached to the, to our phone and to our screen, looking down constantly. Well, first off, that first statement about how she says that anyone born after 1995 are on the brink of a mental health crisis, that's crazy because I was born in 1990. So that's just five years after, you know, when I was born that these people are just on that, like that close to a mental crisis. I don't know. Um, I think that the, so, so far from what I'm reading, it Makes a lot of sense, yes, but I don't. I don't think it applies to everybody. I think the first question that you ask: Have smartphones destroyed a generation? This is just my opinion, but I don't think smartphones have destroyed the generation. I think smartphones are can be a great tool if you are using it as a tool, but I think the generation's obsession has destroyed the generation or is going to destroy the generation, and that goes for any generation who's obsessed with anything. I guess um, I. I love my phone. I have a smartphone. I have an iPhone. I've had an iPhone since I was 21. Um, and it's been great. But I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's different for everybody. I know a lot of people who are my age and aren't as obsessed with their phones or with social media or with screen times at all or people who are younger than me that aren't obsessed and people who are older that aren't obsessed and vice versa. I know people who are older and are more obsessed. And it's just I, I don't know. I think it's. It's different for everybody, but I think it's it goes back to choice. I mean, I've had moments where I am I just in my phone like because I have so many apps. And actually, I don't even think I have as many as other people. So I have the basic social media apps. I don't play games on my phone. So I it used to be like a memory thing. I just didn't have enough memory. And now I just don't like I just don't I don't know. I, I haven't found a game that I like enough to just keep on my phone and keep playing. Um, so but yeah, but at the same time, I'm still on my phone a lot. 
So, but that's a choice. I can choose to not be on my phone. And some days I don't look at my phone for hours and hours and hours. And I just, and, I, and I'm fine. I survived the hours and hours and hours. Um, I've left my phone at home before by accident, of course. And I survived the day. Like I don't need to drive back and get it or need to take an Uber back to get it. I, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's different for everybody, but, um, how do you feel about this? I know you're we're pretty much in the same generation, but you're a little bit older than I. So you had a different experience being younger without a phone. So how do you feel that um, this that your phone has affected you, I guess? For me, for the most part, it's been positive. But I don't know. I guess like, yeah, when I got my first phone, I was in college uh, and it was one of those like it was just the bar. And I don't know. For me, I, I found it as something like. Okay, it was a, I don't want to say it was a privilege, but it was something extra. Like, oh, I finally got a cell phone. Yeah. It wasn't something like growing up. And, and I don't know, maybe the people, and yeah, like you said, I don't know if I agree with this whole 1995 thing or whatever, because I don't know. I, I didn't grow up with the idea of like, okay, I'm nine years old. I'm going to get a phone. Yeah, like, same you know, here. Like, that wasn't really an option. And now I see nowadays that there are kids. And I know some of it is for safety reasons. I know some have, you know, some younger kids have phones or whatnot, but... For me, it's always just been positive just because it's been something at first it was like, oh, whoa, now I have this. Now I can do this. And so it was a great tool. It wasn't something that I felt like it was indebted to. Like, I, that's, I'm yeah. going to get a phone and that's it or whatnot. Now, has it changed like the use over years? Of course, because at first it actually was for calling people. Yeah. Um, and I still sometimes call people. Uh, but for the most part, for the most part, it's, but, but some people aren't necessarily just paying for that. See, because some people are using it for the texting and using it for internet. Yeah. Um, and and so, apps, yeah. And, and the majority, I don't know about you, but for me, I spent more time texting and looking up things, you know, on apps than actually talking. So I guess I'm paying more for just using it for those purposes instead of the agree, actual, yeah. uh, the actual service itself. But, Am I worried? I am worried a little bit about, yeah, the younger generation because those who feel like, okay, this is kind of our tool for everything. Like, I didn't grow up like that knowing that, like, okay, I needed just one device in my pocket here and that's kind of going to give me all my information. No, I just grew up kind of, okay, you have to work a little bit to even something as basic as I had to go to the library to go find some information. I just, that's that's just how I grew up. But now, and yes, it is convenient. It is quicker, the information. However... In a way, I guess, what do you think the argument could be made? Is that just making people lazier? I mean, I could see the pros and cons of that, or I could see the not really, they're not making people lazy because it's information there. However, some people maybe don't want to put in that extra effort because it is so simple. Yeah, I think, and again, again, this goes back to, it depends on the person, because it could make them lazy in the sense that, they're they don't want to move and they just want to be sitting in one place on their phone all day but it could also it's like it, it's a it's a it's a powerful thing you know it's got a lot of things on there there's a lot of apps in the world it, it might not be a lazy thing people have learned different languages because of apps on their phone people have learned people have studied for the test for u.s citizenship because of apps on their phone people um i know i i mean one of the things that i use the most is actually the internet because i just google a bunch of stuff if i someone's if i'm having a conversation with somebody and they they say a word that i don't know i will like you know low-key just uh pull out my phone check something and look up that word mm. and or if i'm reading a book and i don't you know i yeah i haven't picked up a dictionary in a long time but if i'm reading a book and i come across a word that i don't know 
I'm looking up I, a lot of the things like my um my search history on my phone is really just looking up things because I am I, because I can. So it's it's yeah maybe it's making people lazy, but at the same time it could make people it's it's a it's a great tool and if people know how to use it or if people want to use it in different ways they can do that. And um, oh like another example when um, Pokemon Go was a big thing, people were out there Ugh. not being lazy. They were Ugh. out there getting exercise. So at least it got people moving. I will say yeah, that. it got some people ran over too because their phones were in their screens. I mean, their faces were in their screens. But uh, yeah, people come. I don't know. Like it's it's a catch twenty two because it's it's just it's it's all it's it's gonna keep getting better and it's gonna keep taking over probably that's just how it is um i actually was having a conversation with some people last night about how how um eventually phones may become like pe- people will be friends with their phones because of like the technology pro- uh, programmed into your phone mm-hmm. um eventually maybe like people will be having conversations with their phone and if, if people aren't now you know you know people joke around with siri or whatever the assistant on the android's name is like people ask it questions but it's 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 an and it's a it's a robot like it's it's an algorithm or whatever but people it may be you know this is like an, a future episode of black mirror but people probably will be friends with their phones and and it's and that what you just mentioned is something that is also mentioned uh by uh, twinge on the book because i'm reading this line and it kind of goes with it. it says with social media and texting replacing other activities so going out and interacting with more people etc uh the what she calls the i gen this uh, younger generation spends less time with their friends in person, perhaps why they are experiencing unprecedented levels of anxiety, depression and loneliness. Do you think that's true or do you think that's just case I... by case? I guess you can make the arguments case by case. But... I think everything's case by case. Right. Um, I, I'm trying to think of examples. I don't know. I don't know a lot of younger people that are like not wanting to spend time with their friends. I think I think that kind of goes back to another episode, we, the, another thing we mentioned in another episode about brand and people on like the, their brand, they want to make sure people know that they're social and actually are with other people. So I think in a sense it might be wrong or it might just, again, be different. But, it, you know, I, I don't think people are going to not want to go out with their friends because they'd rather just sit and scroll on their phone. I don't think that's true. I think, I think being a teenager is hard as it is. And yes, um, like... Um, Mrs. Gates said, um, I know that it's, it's hard as it is. And so when you add all this other stuff like uh, social media and the pressure of, of needing to be perfect and all that, yeah, it makes it even more difficult. But I don't think that people are going to not want to hang out with other people because they're going to want to. Um, what's the word? They're going to want to record it. They're going to want to document their adventures with their friends. So I don't think they're going to skip out on that just to scroll. I think sometimes people just don't want to go out. Also, this makes me wonder. Should we even blame the newer generations? Can they be blamed for what they're what they've been given? Because how do no. we know? How do we know that had we gotten that technology sooner, that wouldn't be us? Oh, yeah. Had our parents ever had the chance for that technology, that wouldn't be them. Oh yeah, no, no, no. You can't you can't put all the blame on uh, on on the kids or whatnot. No, because like you mm-hmm. said, it, this is. This was given to them. What, what do you want them to do, not use it? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like we're, we're giving it to them, but they said, oh, but don't use it. Maybe say, I guess you could warn it, don't use it as much or, but they're but still not going to listen. It, yeah. So, no. Some people, don't, some people don't even care. Some people are not interested in it. They just don't, they're not attracted to it. It doesn't thrill them in any way. And so, I don't know. I think uh, it's, no. uh, it's a tricky world that we live in. No, it, it is. And, and, and it's, it's tough because I I do have some younger cousins and yeah they are much different people than than I am in the sense of just the way that they use their phone the way that they kind of 
even just the lingo, the way they obviously they grew up differently than I right. did in the sense of just they had that there already yeah. from well, since they can remember, you know, whereas obviously people like us, maybe we remember when it was coming up and then when it finally hit, it was a little bit different. Whereas for them, it's just it's it's just part of everyday life. And uh, texting is is the norm. It's not this idea that maybe some of us think that, well, we text, but our phones are actually made for calling. And for them, that's not the that's not necessarily the case mm-hmm. like the, no the phone is meant for information and for texting and yes you and can use it else yeah, you want it, yeah. yeah. and it, it kind of comes in third and you can call as well yeah but it's you, you can't blame them and does it does it make some people maybe more anxious i don't think it's the phone necessarily maybe it's the way our people are interacting on social media yeah. can because i mean Growing up as a as a little kid, there was obviously no social media, and there was no idea of like that you can get bullied on social media and some of these unfortunate things that happen on social media. So, adding in that extra element is is rather you know it's it's tough. It's tough for this younger generation as well because we didn't grow up with that. So not only do they have to deal with these issues that's in person, face to face, if you will, now they're dealing with some of these issues, whether it's their own personal anxiety, whether it's their own how they feel on social media as well. Yeah, and I still think I mean I I can't speak from personal experiences because I didn't have this option when I was their age, whatever age there. Like when I was younger, I didn't have the option to use or not use social media it was just i mean the last the last thing i had when i was like a teenager was myspace and and the good thing about it at the time were i guess now top four top eight friends i had top eight because that was the norm (laughs) (laughs) Um, but um what was i gonna say oh yeah that um with myspace it was it wasn't in my hand it wasn't in my pocket it was at home and i had to share it with my sister like not my account, but I had to share the the device that we used to check MySpace. I had to share that it wasn't just mine. And now people have all that in their pocket, in their hand, all the time. Probably in their hand more than anything. Just they have all that information. I think it's, I think it's it's a choice though. But I don't. I can't say that it'd be an easy choice to make. Like if you, you and me, we could probably we could survive. Obviously, we could survive without our phones. We maybe don't want to, but we could survive. And if we had to, maybe not necessarily because of our profession, but if we just wanted to be like you know i'm gonna you know people will sometimes be like i'm gonna take a facebook hiatus and then they'll be like they'll be gone for three months or whatever people will be back not. um maybe maybe not some people have left and never come back um didn't miss it whatever we can probably do that whether we want to or not that's that's our thing but we we can i'm sure we could because we've done without it i don't know that younger people could like if someone was like okay you're about to lose all your social media accounts like are you ready for this like yeah, I mean, no. you just gasped and you, but like, yeah, like, I, I don't know, maybe, and I can't speak from personal experience because That's I was never reaction, young. That wouldn't be my oh, okay. no, for me, <laughs> but, like, go. <laughs> but um, I, I was never young and had to choose, like, okay, fine, I'm going to give it all up. So I can't tell you that it'd be an easy choice, but it still is choice. I mean, we have the choice now to not use our phones or use our phones. I mean, we, we can go places and we choose to pull the phone out to record something or to document something. Or, you know, um, when you're, like our phones are just um, our screens or whatever our phones are just it's they're like a an escape because from the world and or like um what's oh, I can't, what can I think I, there's a word for it like a, a, a block like we're sometimes when you pull your phone out it means don't talk to me I'm like just don't talk to me I'm busy like right. on my phone like I'm not alone or whatever um I actually wanted to bring up uh Ed Sheeran he was on a um in an interview in the breakfast club it's on YouTube I think of the interviews from like a year ago but he talked to um the host about how he 
gave up his phone for a year. And he did that because he wanted to have actual conversations with people. And we actually have a clip about how it went for him. Um, do you do want to play it? Sure. Yeah, I mean, my brain just switched back on. It's weird. Like, you know when you go to a bar and your mate's late and you just pick up your phone and you start flicking through yes. Instagram and that's, like, the done thing. Like, we're all from a generation where, in- like, Instagram's only, like, five or six years old. Right. You remember having a flip phone and just having to think when you were in a bar and be Absolutely. like, oh, what am I going to have for dinner today? And, like, just small things like that. So, yeah, I've, mm-hmm. I've switched it switched it back on, which is nice. Yeah, so like he says, you're sometimes you're sitting somewhere and you don't know what to do. You don't want to be alone or you don't want to interact with the world or you're afraid of the world. Or I don't know. And you pull out your phone and whether you're scrolling through social media or checking emails or pretending to check text messages or... Um, this actually does happen for people, I think. You have a notepad in your phone. so Or you're writing down ideas or you're writing down nothing and pretending you're writing down something. Whatever. It's like an escape. Like it, it people, that that's that's how we've learned to use it. And, and that's just for us. It's like a, it's something that we learned to do because um, we grew up without them as well. But then I don't know for for younger generations. I don't even know if it's an escape. What if it's just a natural I think it is. I it's think, just I natural. Think you're right. I think it's just natural. I think because wow. it's because they don't know better, and it's not that, like you said, it's not their fault. It's just it's, that's it's, just it's how the they, life, it's a hand they were dealt. Right? Yeah. That that's just kind of how the way things are, and and for us, obviously, who did not grow up in that, we see it as maybe not normal sometimes, but. We need to understand it. Yeah, I think it makes it, it yeah. makes sense. At the end of the day, it makes yeah. sense, no matter how appalling I, it is. Mm-hmm. I, th- kind of- I think the the worrisome for, and we've seen it with some of these articles, and even for our own opinion, is the idea of okay, how much is too much? How much is too much? Like pull pull back a little bit, whether it's the use of social media or whether it's the use of just using your phone all the time. Yes, that's tougher to try to teach. I guess you could say you could teach to a younger mm-hmm. uh, person. But my hope is that at some point they will realize that there is more than beyond just staring down at your phone at the phone, as regardless of how easy it is. True, but remember, even before, and I don't want to open up a whole new topic here, but even I, I now I'm thinking about it. And before phones were the the worry about how many how many hours people were spending on phones, it was computers, and yeah. then before that it was TVs. They were saying kids are spending too much time watching TV. So, and that again is choice because some kids don't care about TV. Some kids would go out and play or read books or whatever. But it's just, it's scary because it was TVs and it was computers and then it was phones. What's next? All right. Well, Shoel, thank you once again for the stimulating conversation. Likewise. And listener, we hope you enjoyed our episode. That's uh, it for today. Um, if you're not following us on social media, please do. On Twitter, we're at KSL Cafecito. I'm at Evie Cruz. I'm at Shuel Caranas. And we're also on Facebook, KSL Cafecito. Like and tell your friends and fam. And don't forget to download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, KSL News Radio, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio, TuneIn right? Radio. Yes. Yes, we are Basically, Radio Public. We yes. are, and also we were on another one. I just noticed the other day. Oh. We were on, I'm looking at it, it is called Auto Radio. Oh, okay. I don't know much All about right. you, Auto Radio, but, but thank, thank you for you. picking our, up our podcast. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> there's so many ways to listen. Please um, spread the word and get others to listen to. And have some conversations. Yep. See ya.